Welcome to the Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa podcast, hosted by Alyssa Gunto. Each week, she will address the elephant in the room by telling it like it is, regardless if you're ready for it or not. From the latest trends on social media, to candid interviews with some of her favorite people, to navigating life as a high-achieving female in her 20s, Alyssa brings a refreshingly honest perspective to every episode. With a healthy dose of humor and authenticity, she'll have you laughing, thinking, and maybe even questioning everything you thought you knew. So join her every Tuesday for a brand new episode as Alyssa fearlessly dives into the topics that matter most. So what are you waiting for? Let's jump right into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa podcast. And by the time this episode airs, I would have just come back from my vacation to Clearwater Beach, Florida. And I'm obviously recording this actually the day my flight leaves. So I am praying that I have a wonderful time. And I know I will. I'm super pumped about it. But if you clicked on this episode, you're probably like, what the heck is Alyssa going to talk about when the title literally is The Hidden Truth About Being a Golden Retriever Mom? Let me just back this train up a hot second. For those of you who maybe, maybe just don't know me, I have a golden retriever. Her name is Truly. She's going to be two on September 7th. And let me just say, owning a golden retriever isn't what it's all cracked up to be. Now, growing up, we never had a dog. For those of you who don't know, my mom runs an an in-home daycare. So she was always super against having a dog because of the unknowns. You know, what if a dog would do something to one of the kids? Or what if a client of hers wanted to prove and, you know, wouldn't like that we have a dog? All of these things crossed our mind. So that's kind of part of the story. Another part of the story is growing up, I always loved, loved, loved golden retrievers. And even as a kid, one of our neighbors up the street, unfortunately, the golden retriever passed away, but his name was Baxter. And I'll never forget when we would be spending time outside and Dee, Baxter's owner, would literally undo Baxter's leash at the very top of our hill and let Baxter come flying down because she knew Baxter wanted to come see his friends at the gum show. So that was always just a really, really cool, you know, just core memory for me growing up when it comes to water retrievers. Also too, my aunt um, would dog sit for an individual who actually owned three golden retrievers. Hello. Like to me, that was the definition of goals. This lady owned three golden retrievers. So I would always go over, hang out with them, spend time because they were just so chill. Like they were relaxed. You know, they would have fun. They would do what you wanted them to do. Life seemed great. Another golden retriever too, who also lives in my neighborhood, who I also get to dog sit for. Her name is Lily, and no joke, anytime we would walk around the neighborhood, well, first of all, Lily's like the neighborhood, like, mayor, but she's the dog. Everyone knows Lily. Like, if you don't know Lily, girl, you are living under a rock if you live in my neighborhood. And Lily is someone who, like, doesn't need, you know, like, an invisible fence or anything outside. She just loves laying outside and 
when my mom and I would walk the neighborhood, you know, Lily would always be there and we would always, well, we, I shouldn't say we, I would always scream like, hi, Lily girl, you know, for if I was coming up the street or coming down, because then like, you know, her head would perk up and she would get up and she would come to the end of her little sidewalk and wait for us and things like that. So I always, from a very young age, wanted a golden retriever. I was like, they are so cute. And all of the ones I knew, I never really knew them as puppies. I just knew them, you know, when they were a few years old. So, you know, they were very well-trained, well-mannered dogs and things like that. So always growing up, I was like, I want, when I grow up to have three golden retrievers, that was always my goal. And if you didn't know that about me and you're related to me, well, that sucks for you. Clearly you don't know anything about me, but it was true. Always wanted a golden retriever, like three. Let's flash back until mm, like 2019, 2020-ish, where I started doing some creeping without my parents knowing, looking for golden retriever breeders. Because I was like, you know what? The time that I was at in my life, a lot of people my age were getting dogs. And I'm like, if this person can get a dog and this person can get a dog and this person can get a dog, it's like, maybe my time is now to get this dog. So after doing some intensive creeping, and if you know me, you know, I love a good opportunity to creep. I was creeping. I found a breeder. I was like, this seems perfect. I was looking at like, you know, the photos, testimonials, like all of the things that Alyssa Gumto does when it comes to creeping. And I was like, she checks off all the boxes. So I sent her a message asking her like, Hey, can you put me on the wait list? Because at the time she had made a post saying, I don't know, there was like 30 or 40 some people on this wait list. And I was like, put me on the wait list. And in the back of my mind, I was like, she'll get to me in a few years and that will be perfect. I'll have my own space. Like it will just be perfect. Well, she had a litter in September of 2021. And she actually sent me a message saying, Hey, like a lot of people no longer, you know, are interested in wanting a dog, want a different direction or whatever, whatever. And she's like, so do you want do you want to pick up the litter? And she, what she said too, which was really like intriguing. She goes, if you are interested in it, you actually would have first dibs. Now this lady would always post, you know, week to week pictures of the dogs growing up and each dog had a certain color ribbon so that, you know, obviously the breeder knew like, okay, which, which is which. And I always had my eyes set on the yellow girl. I was like, she was the darkest out of the litter because Truly's dad is pretty white and Truly's mom is definitely like your standard typical like golden retriever when you think of like that brown that's really my personal favorite and so I was like oh like I don't know what to do like in my head and I was like you know what I'm going for it I really it didn't take me long to convince my dad it took me long to convince my mom and I still don't think she ever said yes so regardless here we are Truly is going to be too and so that's kind of how a backstory happened so yes I was able to get truly no, none of my mom's clients quit on us or quit on her. They all still show up every single day. Truly loves the kids more so, you know, from like their scraps that they conveniently, you know, throw on the floor and things like that. So that's kind of the backstory to getting truly. And I feel like that's really important to kind of set the stage as to, again, growing up, I saw these dogs who I was surrounded with in a way where they weren't a pain. Like they seemed like these perfect angels who just sat there. And I was like, that's what I like. 
Like I love just being able to like chill, you know, and things like that. Well, here's the thing. Golden retrievers are really portrayed as easy, fun, you know, stress-free, all these things. And, you know, even on like social media and movies, you know, Airbud, hello. That's another thing too. Who as a child, you know, watched Airbud me. And again, they're like these perfect, they're like, oh, they're so pretty. Like just everything about them, their whole demeanor. So I was like, I got this. I can be a dog mom. I can dominate at this. Well, let's just say there were some harsh realities that really came to be, especially the first few months having truly. And I tell people all the time, and I'm not afraid to admit this, but no joke, if it was not for my mom and dad doing a lot for me and a lot for truly, I would probably have been off the nearest bridge in downtown Pittsburgh. And if you know anything about Pittsburgh, there's a ton of bridges for me to choose from, okay? And there were so many days where I would just question everything because not only was I feeling the stress and the tension, but also the other people living in my house. Like there was just so much stress and so much tension because none of us, especially me as like the dog mom, were really prepared for the time, the effort. That was really required into taking care of this fluffy, adorable little puppy who needed love, who needed attention, who needed cared for. And two, with my job, I primarily work downstairs in our basement and truly still to this day is not allowed in the basement just because there's like things that she can get into and things like that. So she stays upstairs. So even for me, I sometimes still even to this day, like I feel guilty because she's upstairs hanging out with them and, you know, I'm down here. So I would take Truly to get training and I even found her once she was old enough and got all of her shots, some doggy daycare. So that way too, my parents weren't, my mom wasn't only, you know, dealing with her own clientele in terms of the kids that were coming to my house and my dad, for those of you that don't know, my dad's disabled. So he was he was, I shouldn't say he was, he still to this day does a shit ton of work for me when it comes to helping with the dog. So does my mom, but my dad really does. And I'm forever grateful. And I don't just, you know, say that I'm grateful. And that's all I do. Um, I do other things too, you know, for them just to show my parents that I do genuinely care and I'm extremely appreciative of them and for what they do for me. And, you know, this crazy season of life right now, what I'm trying to get out here is it's like, okay, Alyssa, like, yeah, like you learned your lesson. Like dogs are a lot of work. It's not as easy as it seems X, Y, and Z. And here's the thing that I really want to take from this right here is that life is not always what it seems on the surface. Going along with that is you cannot ever judge a book by its cover. Because again, as a young kid, like I said, I saw these dogs when they were in their best behavior. They weren't, I've never saw any of these golden retrievers that I was referring to as puppies. Never. Unfortunately, four out of the, four out of the five golden retrievers that I've mentioned so far are no longer here, which is still very sad. And it just goes to show you cannot judge anything by its cover. Okay. So In life, you know, we see people that we follow on social media and their life looks glorious. It looks amazing. Like it looks like they have their life together. Like everything looks perfect. She always has a smile on her face. She's always like happy, bubbly, all of these things. 
but you never know what's going on behind closed doors. And again, this has nothing to do with about like a dog, but I'm just kind of using this analogy for the sake to really add some value in this podcast episode. You never know. Okay. So I clearly learned my lesson the hard way when it comes to owning a puppy. Will I ever get a puppy again? The answer is no. I actually want to eventually get another golden retriever, but I would prefer a golden retriever who's like four or five, who's older, who's past that puppy stage, who's matured, and hopefully isn't as high energy because it truly is like the opposite of me. And it cracks me up. She is high energy. She is go, go, go. She will go for like 24 hours, that girl. Where me, mm, not so much. I am the complete opposite. So it's comical in that department. But so when we're looking at people on social media, we think everything's perfect. We never know what's going on behind closed doors. You, you just don't. And not only from a social media perspective, but just in life in general, even when you're having conversations with people and maybe they're conversations that you have, you know, pretty frequently with certain people. And you can tell that they're off. Don't make them feel already more uncomfortable than what they already are, especially too, if they haven't, you know, come to you and said, hey, like I have this going on. Again, you never know what's going on in someone's life. There are some days where they are just genuinely trying their best just to get through that one meeting, or they are genuinely trying so freaking hard just to get through the workday without crying. Or they are genuinely trying so hard to show up as their best mom possible and take care of their kids when at the end of the day, they have, you know, 8,000 other things going on, family things, just life in general, drama, you know, finance issues, just all of these things that happen. You never know what's going on. You don't. For the most part, you really never will. What I really want you to do is remember that, number one, life is not always what it seems on the surface. Again, someone can look so happy on on the outside, but on the inside, they are struggling and they have their own internal battles and self-limiting beliefs that they are dealing with, okay? So sometimes we got to give people the benefit of the doubt when they do have bad days. It's true. I know for me, the month of July was extremely difficult. Not going to get any into details. This isn't a therapy session, but it was hard. And it was very, very hard for a lot of reasons. And there were some days that were better than others, but you know what? I still showed up despite a few breakdowns. I still showed up and I gave it my all. I didn't quit on myself. And I didn't quit on those around me. I still showed up in the capacity that I could at that time. And here's the thing. There are going to be challenges in life. There are. Like I said, July was extremely hard for me. And I have no idea what this month of August is going to look like. I just don't. But here's what I do know is that I know I need to find the joy in the small moments in life, despite the challenges, despite the days where truly literally makes me want to pull my hair out. It makes me question why the hell did I get her? Because there have been days where I question that. And I'm like, 
why was I so stupid enough to think I could deal with this and get a puppy? I was like, this is, you know, there are times where I'm like, this was hands down the worst decision I've made in my life. But again, is it a bad day? Is it a bad five minutes? Is it a bad week? Is it a bad month? We have to find joy in something. And you know what I find joy in when I look at Truly is this girl is seriously the happiest. Why am I getting emotional? She is seriously the happiest girl of life. And I know part of that happiness is because she is with us every single day. She lives her best life. And I always jokingly say, I sometimes wish I was truly because she is so happy. She is so bubbly. She wants everyone to talk to her. She wants, she just wants acknowledge. That's all she wants. She wants you to play with her. She's obsessed with our mailman who always gives her, you know, the big milk bones and he doesn't just give her one. He likes to throw them out the mail truck like it's popcorn. And we're like, hey, Craig, um, can we like slow it down here, buddy? You just gave her four big milk bones. She's also strong. She is so freaking strong. She's only knocked me over once. And if you know me, I'm just like this 105 pound girl. I'm not very strong. And like I said, I've only wiped out once, but the girl is strong and the girl is always on a mission. She definitely gets that from me and her grandma. My mom and I are always on a mission, but she's so happy. And on the days where I feel like I just can't keep going anymore, I look at her and I'm like, she's happy. Like I look at her and she's smiling. I look at her when she's at her doggy daycare, when they post pictures on their Instagram stories or even on their Instagram and she's the happiest smile on her face. I was like, she doesn't even care that I'm not there while she's at school and she's living her best life, truly lives her freaking best life. And I know part of that is because I am allowing her to live that life. She is so freaking spoiled, so spoiled, you know, even for her first birthday party. I had a huge ass sign in the front yard that said, happy first birthday, truly. And all of our neighbors like gave her gifts and she had a huge cake that we shared with, you know, our neighbors and friends. And I had custom cookies done and for her second birthday. Oh my God. People are going to think I'm psychotic what I'm doing for that. Stay tuned for my social media for that one, because this is some next level stuff that I'm doing. But again, she's happy. There's not a day where I've looked at her when I was like, wow, she hates her life. Maybe when she got spaged, the first 24 hours were rough. And I literally thought she was dying just the way I was looking at her in the face she was making at me because she just looked so sad. But I learned from her. And like I said, she can be a pain, but so can us as humans. We too can be a pain. We can annoy people. We can get mad at people, but we can't ever give up. We can't. There are so many people who need us. People need us and people need you. So even on the days when you feel like giving up as a mom, as a dog mom, as an employee, as a boss, as a friend, a cousin, keep showing up. You have to keep showing up. And like I said, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. And there's going to be days where you just cry making a podcast episode about your dog. But here's the thing. It's okay. 
okay? It's gonna all be okay in the end. So just the biggest takeaway I want you to get from this episode is number one, if you're thinking about getting a dog or getting a puppy and you didn't grow up with one and you have no idea what it entails, hit me up, send me a text, send me a DM on Instagram, message me on Facebook, whatever, however you choose to communicate with me. Especially too, if you're someone like living alone or you have a very demanding job, you're going to need some serious help just taking care of it and properly raising the dog. So that's kind of number one. But number two is you never know what's going on with someone. So again, you can look at them. They can portray this message on, you know, social media or just in life or, you know, even just the way they talk to you, but you just never know. You never know. Treat everyone with kindness, respect. And like I said, there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. But find something that brings you joy that when you look at it, you're like, wow, like that's mine. And that's how I feel when I look at Truly. And even despite the countless, you know, nights when she was a puppy where, you know, there were points in her life where she was waking up every two hours to go to the bathroom or she thought it was really a really cool idea to start her morning off at, you know, between four and 5 a.m. for like months. What about the times I slept in the living room with just my mattress on the floor because it was just easier that way? I'm still here. I still have Truly. I love her dearly. I really do. And I hope that you too can find joy, whatever that is that looks like for you. Do your research before you make any decision in life, whether it's bringing a furry friend into your life or it's getting a new job, getting a new car, getting a house. You have to do the research before you just jump in because it sounds good and it looks really good on paper. I can't wait to hear everyone's feedback on this episode. If this episode actually goes live, then you know that I did it. I'm kind of scared to put this out there now, but that's the hidden truth. As we know, I am a no BS, no fluff type of person, and I'm going to tell it how it is every single week. I'll see you next week. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this week's conversation and the unfiltered perspective that Alyssa brought to the table. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for a brand new episode where Alyssa encourages us to tell it like it is. And if you like what you heard today, please be sure to share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode of Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa.